use code IFC at checkout to get 10% off of Silent X. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode five of the Race Merchants podcast. Um, this evening, you've got myself, uh, Tango, and uh, Key Piper, and uh, a 43 year old Mason Mount with us. So, uh, good evening, boys. Good evening. Hello, hello. Back on for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> so, um, what's the schedule for tonight then, Keep? Well, I believe what we're doing first is some of the standings from IFC itself, but they probably shouldn't leave with that. So, we'll ignore the schedule. Uh, and we will start with the biggest story of the week. Why don't we do that? Let's start with the Audi and McLaren story. Sorry, that was a bit drawn out. <laughs> Anyone? <laughs> do you want me to just ramble as I did last time? We can barely hear you, Keep, so I'll be honest with you. <laughs> oh, fair enough. Right. Do you, can you just turn me off on your end? Because it's tough to like, hold my mic. You are literally max volume for me. Oh, for God's sake. Right, if, if I hold it here, can you hear me better? Yeah, yeah I can you better. Okay. So, I was saying, uh, why don't we start off with the story about Audi this week? The biggest news of the week. Yep. Um, what do we know so far? Uh, well, well, Audi... Well, um, Audi have what bids was it, seven hundred million dollars or rumours? Like seven hundred sixty-five yeah. million something. Part of McLaren enter for next season as well. Um, mm. I've also seen other reports saying that um, Porsche might partner up with Red Bull. Mm. So well, it's all, it's all like part of like the, the Volkswagen chain. So yeah, what I've just read which on Reddit of all places. Um, from a journalist is that reportedly, because everyone I presume everyone who's watching this will know about the Audi McLaren thing, is that apparently um, McLaren and Audi can't strike a deal, and that they're now looking at Sauber uh, to partner with Audi whenever which I think is even more interesting that uh, is to be honest yeah that is certainly an interesting prospect, obviously Salva uh, currently partnered with Alfa Romeo, aren't they? So, um, could that be the moment we see Alfa Romeo exiting, exiting Formula One? Hmm. I mean, that would be a sad thing, wouldn't it? Because I do like kind of their presence, but <laughs> I mean, it would be good to have them back with like a German powered team. I mean, they did very well with it, didn't they, back in the 2000s? So, hopefully, they'd be able to like return to that kind of form as they did with BMW. And the Audi manufacturer themselves are a, quite a very strong contender in the endurance races as well, aren't they? So um, hopefully they can bring that sort of form and reliability over to Formula One for whichever team they do decide that is right for them to buy a stake in. Yeah, I mean, the whole like VW group is very like good in motorsport, I guess. Like You've got your Porsche and your Audi like dominating the WEC, like the prototype one, prototype two, I can't remember, whatever it is, and the cars are so amazing. And you've got like Volkswagen themselves, who are great at like rally cars and all this. So, no matter who from the Volkswagen group ends up joining F1, I think it'll definitely be an exciting prospect. Yeah, certainly would be. Um, I think over the next few years, you might see quite a few more of the larger manufacturers getting involved in F1, to be honest, because there's some teams, I think, which need that support. Obviously, at the start of the season, you saw the reliability issues with the Red Bulls. Um, three out of the four engines, obviously, in the first race having issues. And then at the second race, you saw Yuki have issues as well. So 
Red Bull obviously having issues with the reliability of their engines, I think it would be a wise move maybe for Red Bull to look to try and bring one of those guys in. The thing is, um, what I've seen also is that apparently like these partnerships wouldn't actually be like engine like partnerships, it would just be like branding. Like same way how like Aston Martin was like linked to Red Bull, but like they didn't really supply the engine, did they? Just like a main sponsor. And apparently um that's what McLaren will do with Audi, for example, or Porsche or Red Bull. And not actually like an engine um partnership. Yeah, but obviously if it is a sponsorship deal with Red Bull obviously producing their own engines, they'll have more money, yeah. The knowledge and the background and the money to be able to get the reliability out of their engines that they really do need. Because at the first race of the season, it wasn't the best of starts for Red Bull, to be honest, in Bahrain. Yeah, no. And then they went to Jeddah, and they both, both the Red Bulls had a really good race. But obviously, you don't really want to be having the reliability issues throughout the season. Obviously, through the two races so far... They've already lost three engines that have had oh, mechanical so issues. So, well, so they know just on the uh, formation lap. Yeah. So every single car that is powered by a Red Bull built engine so far this season have all had mechanical failures. So there's obviously something that needs to be done over at Red Bull. I think personally, Red Bull are the team which could potentially need this the most out of everyone, really. I mean, I wouldn't say they need it the most. Like, let's be honest here, they've got a good car beneath them, and I think pretty soon they're going to be able to figure out their little technical gremlins with the engine. But you're looking at cars like Williams or Aston Martin or any of those lower down, and they're really struggling. And I think, like, VW... The VW Group has got like two options before them. They either go with one of these big established teams, and they get the branding straight out of them. It's all going to be on the TV, Brad to survive, whatever. Or they go with one of the slightly more struggling teams, like there's your Williams, that was doing well, like your Williams or your McLarens even, and they work to like help them and build them up. Like that's the way I. Those are the two thing ways it's going to go. In it. it is going to go one yeah. of those two ways, one hundred percent. What's your take on it, Tango? I think with the bigger companies, they're going to want to go with the bigger teams because you've got to look at the business side of it as well. They do want to make their profit. Um, and with the smaller teams, obviously, it's a bit of a risk because you put a lot of trust with those smaller teams as well because a lot of the research is from them, not just uh, the big suppliers like Audi and Porsche. Yeah. So, which which team would you personally like to see partner up with one of these VW Audi group manufacturers? I actually think that I don't know. I feel like I feel like Porsche and Red Bull just looks very nice together. Like the horse and the bull together. I don't know. Something about it just looks nice. Yeah. Um. Well, I mean, McLaren Audi. I don't know because like I don't like how like it's like two big manufacturers like in one team. You know what I mean? Mm, yeah. yeah. But like, as long as they gain the bread, they don't really care, do they? But. <laughs> I mean, I could basically see any of like the kind of yeah, literally any one will take like your Taubers or your Williams or any of those. I could see. I could. I could never imagine like McLaren, not McLaren, Mercedes group. Yeah. Like that's not gonna. I think it would be cool, but I don't think it's gonna happen. Like, I think it will be one of the independent teams. Well, more independent. You don't get independent in F1 anymore, do you? Absolutely not. So, has anyone got anything else they'd like to say on that uh, section of the podcast, or should we move on? Um, yeah, no. 
Should we move on to uh, Albert Park? The changes to Albert Park. Yeah. I've got I've got something to show for this as well. All right. Give me a second. see that? Um, yeah. yeah. Okay. That's just, just something to show what the changes are to anyone who doesn't know. So, the changes that I really like on the Albert Park circuit is turns 9 and 10, really, because that was an absolutely horrible corner and it was just didn't really bring anything i think that section of track now you could potentially see if you've got cars close to each other i think you could potentially see some overtaking around there yeah yeah how many in the, in like five to eleven in it or the old five to eleven yeah it's just smoothing it all out like that yeah um... Yesterday, I saw this um, on board of like the track, like on the game. No, it was, it was actually, I mean, it was, it, was, it was from a game, but it was like within the phone car. But, but because, so basically, they've literally like widened every single corner. And like, mm. like, like I, I can easily see like cars being side by side almost throughout the whole lap. Like, the only time where like can't really be side by side is the chicane turn 11 to turn 12. But like, apart from that, you can easily be side by side. Like especially turn thirteen is so wide now when it used to be like sort of narrow, but like yeah. it's, there's so much space there now. Like it's it's, it's literally it's, it's almost like all shit, but like just more turns with this track now. Right. Yeah, I mean it is like in recent years it's not been the best circuit for racing. It, it's the season opener and you well it was the season opener and they kind of loved it for that. Like to see these changes, it does <laughs> it makes me feel a lot better about what the race itself is going to be rather than just the, the first time we're seeing the F1 car. Because it doesn't have that to hold it up this year. Yeah, um, I'm quite excited for it, to be honest, because the changes you saw at Abu Dhabi last season, they made a massive difference to that track. And it did make the the racing a little bit, that little bit more exciting um, around the Abu Dhabi circuit. So hopefully we'll see a bit more of that here at Albert Park. Yeah, who'd have thought an untilted design makes it better racing? I don't know why they gave him so much money to do it. Like, that's the um, energy bro, it's all of them. It's terrible. Are you on your PC, Keith? Uh, yeah, kind of. Can you just pull up the article that I've just put in the race merchant's chat, if possible? I'm not sure, obviously, if Tango and Oscar have both seen that article yet, but something that I think is going to be very interesting this weekend is the usage of the four DRS zones that are going to be implementing around Albert Park. Oh, yeah, I saw that, yeah. There's only um, two, what's it called, two DRS activation points, but four DRS rates. So I think that could certainly help the racing. Mm, it's I don't actually know. I remember where I threw them out. I can't remember whether he oh, no, so, it will be the main straight turn. You're not showing it to me. Oh, I, I thought I was. Uh, is it? Is it just showing the disc? It is yeah. It is yeah. So, the three DRS zones that were on the circuit originally will still be in force. That will be... Is that better? Can you see it now? Yeah. Right there, yeah. Okay, we can keep talking. Hello? 
I cannot hear Dan or Oscar. Oh, I'm, I'm not talking. Oh, it's just Dan. And Dan was talking. He's in, so. in the middle of something and just stops. Something about three duress zones. Uh, well, yeah, but it used to be three. So the main straight. Uh, the straight off to turn two. Yeah. But, but they're both under one activation point. And then just straight going towards what now, which is now turn 13. Yeah. So is it the one towards the east past chicane, would you say? I'm, I'm trying to read the article. Yeah, the that's the new one. Yeah. It seems like it's going to be a bit dangerous. Like, it's a very, it's a fast corner into the back chicane. Like, you don't see DRS zones into corners that fast. I mean, it's how the Arabia does one. It's, it's like a, like a left-hander almost. Hmm, I guess. But like, hmm. it'll be interesting to see at least, hopefully. Yeah. Along with the other changes that we'll provide in the next race. Like, what, what I think we'll see in the race will be so on the second DRS straight, not not in the main straight. So, the, so the, the new DRS straight will be will be used to like get close to the current front. Like, no overtakes actually like happen unless like, cars are very slow. I don't think any overtakes will happen there because of like the next fast chicane, which mm -hmm. is why like I think I think drums will use that to get close and then like make the move into turn thirteen, which is now yeah, widened. Okay. There's so much space there to just easily just lay break. Cheeky dive bomb, or just, just pass them before the turn, even. Yeah, I mean, I could definitely see that happening, but there's also, uh, like, the power of the DLS has been, like, really powerful this year, hasn't it? Like, it's been more powerful than we've ever seen it before. Oh, I think it's weaker. I don't know, but I don't know. But, well, maybe it's because cars can follow closer, so yeah, it just, it just seems pace. weaker. Yeah. 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 But with four DLS zones, with the new cars, that's. We see so many overtakes. Yeah, but I feel like that's a bit more Maybe even too like many. <laughs> yeah, like three, I could understand on a circuit like this. But, no, but you've got the changes, you've yeah. got the new cars, and you've got a new, new DLS zone. Like, that doesn't... Just, uh, just think, about, think about how much action we got from Max and Leclerc in Saudi, Saudi Arabia just from two DRS rates. Here we have four. Like, yeah. the amount of times we're going to go back and forth if they are, like, both fighting for win again, which, I, which probably will happen. Like, yeah. imagine that metal tires will go back and forth, yeah. Yeah, should be a good one. Should yeah. be, but like... Like, eventually, like, they, they could even collide. Like, the amount of tires should go back and forth, I reckon. Yeah, I think we will see see something like that. A collision or... I hope but, we do, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Where's Daniel? Right. <laughs> Who knows? Um, is there anything else to add for Australia? I think that's all I wanted to say. Um, oh, predictions. Well, I well I wanted to go. I wanted to talk oh. about two more things. I wanted to talk about. So before we finish, where's that back? Can't do predictions. Can't do predictions yet. I am. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah, yeah. Go on. So I wanted to talk about. A little touch on the F2, not too much. And I also wanted to talk about some of the game leaks that we've seen. Alright, yeah. So, I'll start off with the game leaks. So, supercars, we've heard, we've heard about for a long time, haven't we? But recently, we've heard, well, I've seen anyway, that they've been told to scale it back, that you won't be able to race supercars in online mode, and that it's only going to be, like, Solo mode that you're gonna be able to use them in because you didn't check with FOM, the parent company of Formula One, if that was okay and they're not happy with it. So that's interesting to me. Then what I want to know, kind of your thoughts. I think personally, it's stupid bringing supercars into a Formula One game because. You've got games that you can race the supercars on. Like if you want to race, super, if you want to race supercars, you you buy those games, don't you? Mm. But you I don't. Think... Oh, you go on. You don't. You don't buy an F1 game to race supercars. You buy the F1 game to race F1 cars or the F2 cars. I just find it funny how they got rid of classic cars, but they're now adding supercars. Yeah, that's mm. what I was just thinking. Like, I mean, they, they literally got rid of like one of the like, I was saying, like, it was, it was pretty fun to have classic cars. Just like every now and again, just hop in the classic car, just mess around. Yeah. But like, they got rid oh, of yeah. that and they're adding supercars. Like, 
wasp, mm. wasp indeed. But I mean, what annoys me most about it is that they are scaling it back. Like, I mean, it's annoyed me that they've taken development time at all to focus on that, and that we've heard that they're not even going to change the handling at all. Like, yeah. Because it's the next generation of cars, completely different handling. And from what I've heard, and I'm not sure if it's true, that all they're doing is like kind of reducing the downforce of them. They're not actually changing yeah. the way the cars actually handle, which I think is going to be stupid. And also, <laughs> um, and terrible. going back to like adding zebra cars, um, like uh, like at, at least like b- before you, before you want to add something else, like fix F2 first, because like this in this game F2 just I don't know what, I don't know what they did with the cars, but they're, they're so shit to use. Yeah. yeah, like F1 2020, they were so fun. I yeah, they were so fun to race with. <laughs> like, I, I remember championships back then, but like this season, like, like no one's racing anymore. It just shows how like yeah. shit the F2 cars are. I, I ran it. I loved F2, and I hated, I hated it so. Oh my god, I hated it so much. They were, I don't know what they did, as you said, like, but they should be focusing on that, and instead they focus on this, which they didn't even have the blessing of FOM for. And are now being asked to remove it from online, so they've focused on this feature, which we're now going to not even going to be able to see the full potential of, which is what what's annoyed me even more, kind of. Yeah. But again, this is all just rumors. We don't know if any of this is true. Yeah. Whilst we're on the topic of games, have we spoke about the F1 manager yet? I don't think. No. So. What do we think of that? Well, I've not seen anything. we don't really know much yet, do we? No. We've got a little trailer, that's about it. But it yeah, but it's barely a trailer, it's just like, it's more of an announcement thing than the trailer. Yeah. I think, I think it'd be pretty good. I think, I think I'm quite a fan of the management style games, games to be honest. Um, if it's done correctly and it's developed right, I think it could be a game that is going to certainly bring a lot of interest and I think you could see quite a lot of people playing it but only if it's done right if it's not right from the start I don't think you'll get that much interest in it at all but I think if they take the time to develop it properly and actually put the time in and make it a game worth people's time and effort because those sort of games you need to put a lot of time into to obviously enjoy it and make it worth your while i think i think it i think it's definitely an exciting prospect and it's certainly a game that i will be looking towards purchasing but um i think it just needs to be done right i mean they've already got the template basically don't they there's so many of these games that are very similar you've got like your motorsport manager ones which i i I love i've got like the mobile one i spent like 100 hours on Last on holiday when I didn't have internet. Like I love the motorsport manager games, and it's a format that's very hard to kind of go wrong with because all these games I've done before and I've done it very well. So I think if they do manage to mess it up, I'd be, <laughs> I'd probably be more impressed than annoyed to be completely honest. Yeah. The thing is, like, like how much could you actually like do in in an F1 manager game? That's what I'm trying to think. I mean, that, that is the issue when, it, when you come to... Because, like, we, we we already have my team, which is, like, kind of, like, managerial. Mm. In terms of, it's like, the developing the car and stuff. Yeah. I guess, I guess I mean, there'll be, more, more, there'll be a more focus on, like, strategies during the race. Stuff like yeah. that. I mean, it might be, like, building up your team more as well. Oh, yeah. Like, with Motorsport Manager, they don't have any restrictions, obviously, so they've got, like... GT cars and endurance like GP cars and you've got like five tiers. Whereas with the F1 they might only be able to do like they might not even be able to do F2. So I think if they don't do that, it's probably not gonna be that good to be able to like see your team build up, but yeah. you've got to see how it goes. I'd be I think it's gonna be good, I hope it's gonna be good because I wanna be able to spend ages just putting time into it, but we'll have to see when it well, when we know more information at the start. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Is that everything we want to say on that? There's not much more to say because we don't know much, so. <laughs> yeah.
Right, I wanted to, let me share my screen. I wanted to talk just briefly about the F2. Can you see that? Hold on. Yeah. Let me just go on it. So, are you all on it? Can you see? If I left that. I can see it, yeah. Yeah. Is he gone again? I mm -hmm. can see it. Uh, Maybe we can see it. Okay, so. Drogovic. Yeah, I don't know if any of you watched it, but he's very impressive during the feature race of Jeddah. Like, he just. Like, F2, it's like super competitive. Usually, he's like five seconds up the road from whoever came second, I think it was for sure. And that that was impressive to see. I don't. Did any of you watch it? I should ask. No. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> I guess my point's kind of null then. But he's been in the sport a while, like F2. I mean, not just racing. He's kind of had the, the same kind of career as the likes of like Debris, not Debris, um, the goat himself, Latifi, where he spent a, a while in it. But he has had impressive performances, and this is starting to look like his year. I mean, look, he's eleven points ahead. Of Liam Lawson, and we know how good he is from last season. <laughs> but then, if we come down here, the next thing I wanted to talk about, and I mentioned this last time, was Dennis Halger down mm -hmm. here. So, again, I think I'm talking through a brick wall because I don't think any of you follow the F2 that much. I'll watch F2, I can't lie, no. <laughs> oh. oh, well, I'll, I'll just keep talking like you know what you're oh, saying. Oh, yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Um, <laughs> Dennis Hauger was the F2 champion last, last season, and again, he's done terrible. He's with Prima, he's with the best team in F2, the one that keeps on delivering the drivers, the one that keeps on delivering the, the constructors, and he's down there in 12th as the F2 champion. F3 champion, even, sorry. Um, and the only points he's managed to score here in the feature race, like, he's not scored any of the other times. I think, to be on the same points as Roy Masano, and you've, you've you know that name, I know. I know yeah. how bad he is. That's not great to see. No. And also, Enzo Fittipaldi down here, like, for him to be the Haas reserve driver, I think is quite bad. I thought it was quite bad when he was um, subbing in for Grosjean. And just look at that. It's, he's not looking to be a great driver in F2 either. Wasn't it Pietro Fittipaldi who subbed in in... Oh, it might have been. Is that not Pietro? Oh That's... no, it's E. It's Enzo. Enzo Fittipaldi. That's a different Fittipaldi. Oh. <laughs> well, I guess my point doesn't matter then. <laughs> but poor Cher as well, he's had terrible luck. He's won yeah. one race and I think he's DNF on the other ones. So that, that'll be something to watch going forwards. Yeah. I think... But these these two as well, Vips and Lawson. Those are ones to watch as well. I like, I love them both. I was watching um, high tech last season and I was putting YouTube videos up. I love watching them because they just seem like such lovely people. Like I, I'm rooting for them too personally. Do you think after this yeah. season, when the F1 season does finish, do you think there's potentially any of the current crop of F2 drivers out there? who could potentially be coming into F1 next season. Keep obviously, you watch F2 more than the other three of us. So what's your thoughts and which one of these drivers do you think could potentially make it into F1 within the next couple of years? Well, I think Oscar Piastri, who obviously won it last season, he's definitely going to be in the Alpine next season. I don't think it matters what um, Alonso wants to do. Piastri, he's won it in his debut season. He's absolutely coming in. When you're looking at the other ones, I know that uh, Drogovic isn't associated with any team, so even if he wins it, he's unlikely to get in. Lawson, I think, is a good shout. I believe he's still a Red Bull junior. I could definitely see him in the Alpha Tauri seat because I think Pierre Gasly's going to go. And he's a great driver. He's, he was good last season. He's good this season to be second in the standings. Uh, Vips as well. He was, I think he was the better driver out of him and Lawson last season. And they've just been a bit unlucky. Pusher, uh, Sauber, definitely seeing the place in um, 
Kata with a subprime. Botasan to the Jungle. I could definitely see him replacing Zhao because mm. Zhao's not that good. I mean, he's better than I gave him credit for, but he's not that good. And yeah, Bot but he's a good driver. He brings the peas. That's the that's thing. Mm. But I could, on talent, he'd definitely replace him. Um, <coughs> when you're looking down the table, Marcus Armstrong is a Ferrari one, so he could if he picks it up, but he's not looking too good. And, um, sorry, it's not scrolling down. Dewan, I think he's a Williams driver. So there's a few Williams in there, but I can't remember all of them. And I could definitely see one of them replacing um, Latifi next season if he's yeah. keeps on performing like he has been doing. But yeah. I can't, I can't. The show might be, I can't remember. <laughs> um, Daraval has been disappointing as well, so I can't. I don't expect to see him in the sport next season, to be completely honest, unless he's got some very deep pockets. Sergeant. No, Sergeant's a. Sergeant's a thingy. Williams. And I think. Caldwell might be. I can't, I can't remember, to be honest. It's, I've not been keeping up with the uh, academies that much, but I could definitely, on talent, Drugovic, I think he's been out there top for a while, he's just never had the chance to win it. I could definitely see him. Promoting, but he's not associated with a team, which is unfortunate for him, kind of. Yeah, I really do back um, Theo Porsche. I think he's got something special. I think he'll be in the sport mm. in a few years, give yeah. a bit of experience. Absolutely. I, I mean, I kind of said it last season with uh, Gastry. I kind of hope, like, if that Zhao seat doesn't become open, if that Zhao seat doesn't become open, I kind of hope that he doesn't win it. Like, because with Piastri, I, I mean, it's amazing that he won it first season, but it's kind of sad because he's not got a drive this season because obviously F2 winners not allowed to stay in the sport because Fernando's yeah. still there. So I, I kind of hope that he is, that he comes second almost because I think you, I do rate him highly, but I want him to be able to continue to hone his skills, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Good, good idea. I forgot how uh, the season this year is longer than last season. Last season was a, it was like eight eight events and it was spread out over like massive distances. So it was good to see it's back to back. I mean that's all I've got to say. <laughs> really. All right, cool. I'm aware I've just been rambling. <laughs> None of you know what I'm on about. No, that's fine. But... Um. Vegas thing. got announced. Oh, I was going to say that. <laughs> yeah, we've got Vegas. Yeah, so the Vegas got announced, what is it, like last week now, I'll say? Yeah. Um, we'll be, what, literally like in the dead middle of Vegas was pretty cool. Like, the, the, the scenery will be amazing. Like, to see, like, all the hotels, like, the, the famous um, Vegas strips. But, like, yes. um, we also got the truck layout, don't we? Yeah, we did. Uh, let me. I can you get out of So, um. I don't remember. Wait, I don't remember it. It was no. It was. It was. It was, it was, a, it was a lot of like fast speed corners, wasn't it? I don't think yeah. that looked like it's going to provide some good racing, to be honest. It was all along the strip, wasn't it? The main straight was. Yeah. It was like. Yeah, it's, it's very long, yeah. the main strip. It looked like it'll be a very interesting. Oh, actually, it looks better from this angle. It was, it was, it was basically a, a more simplified version of Azerbaijan, I think. Mm, yeah. I could definitely see that, yeah. With turn yeah. 5, 6, and 7 look like Russia, the big curb at Russia. Yeah. Mm. Pretty similar to that. Yeah. Right, there you are. Alright. Let me get it up. So I believe the start line is kind of next to that 50 meter sign. It is, yeah. So, it's a bit, yeah. I mean, it's an interesting layout, isn't it? I've not seen anything like it before. I mean, turn one, heavy braking. Like, I think that's only heavy braking up in the whole track. Uh, into the last chicane as well. Maybe, yeah. Depending, it's, it, it, depending how wide it is, but yeah. That was hidden by a building on the thing, so I thought it was just going to be like a smooth left-hander. I thought like, like we'd knock it. I think it doesn't look good, to be completely honest. I think 
it could be interesting, but it doesn't look amazing. Yeah, I think it just requires more like breaking zones. I think because like when we have like three proper like breaking zones. Yeah, that was my from, from I can imagine. Like yeah, if, if the yeah. other turns are just like a, a little dab of breaks to so, like not to go too fast into the turn and hit the wall. I mean, it depends. It depends on how. Uh, yeah, but like from from what I can imagine, it being a street race also. Yeah, I mean down the straights it's gonna be sick to see, like yeah. down the Vegas Strip everything, but I can't see it providing great racing. I mean, it, it, they can't do breaks, can they? These bloody Americans. <laughs> no, we've got to have it like smooth. The NASCAR, yeah. Yeah, it it looks almost like IndyCar a bit, doesn't it? Like not very complicated. Like they got an American to design it. Yeah. I actually saw something very interesting about the long straight. I saw someone talk about it on Twitter. So basically, because the straight's so long, I saw someone say like I have the possibility of having like two DRS zones on the same straight. So let's say so like so you, so you see like a long straight bottom, which is the strip I believe it is a strip. Um, so like imagine like half of it being the first DRS zone, and then then you have another activation point. And then like another DRS zone. So for example, so someone could overtake someone else in first DRS zone, and then, and then the car behind will get DRS on them on the same straight. Oh, that would actually be sick. It would be, yeah. I mean, because it be... like it, it, is, it is a possibility apparently. Hmm. I mean that would be an idea. That would be a way to promote racing because that's the only way I see it happening. It's not going to be happening into the braking zone. Cause it's... Like yeah, exactly. In fact, it's going to be down the straights, which I think is the worst kind of overtake. But it is, yeah. At least it's overtaken. It's certainly, it's, it's certainly interesting when, when when people are just being aggressive, just weaving around trying to break the train. Mm. Yeah, it's going to be like a, I don't know, like a conga line or something. Yeah, literally. It's basically just Monza, but even actually, even Monza has like more braking zones, I think. Yeah, exactly. Well, Monza's got good braking zones. Yeah, it's got well, yeah. Like this has braking zones, but none of them look that good, to be honest. Yeah, exactly. Like, you've got it's literally, it's literally turn one. one also. Yeah. That, turn one looks like a bit smooth. The one on the bottom, that's into a chicane, so you're not you want to be carrying speed through there. The one into the the uh, weird bell thing at the top, it looks like a steam train. Anyway, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Uh, no, but like into the weird bell thing at the top, that you're gonna be carrying speed through there. I don't see overtakes through there, depending on on how obviously it's like laid out. I think it's it's gonna be a weird one. Anyway, yeah. I mean, we've still got a year and a half till the actual race, but I don't think I'm gonna be watching those like two o'clock in the morning or something. Now it'll be um, I think it's, I think it's like one a.m. in the morning. That's even worse. Is it, it's it's, it's, it's going to be it's it's going to be on a, on a Saturday night also because they don't want like mm. the the European viewers to watch on a Monday yeah. night. I mean oh, Sunday man. to Monday night. Yeah. I'll just watch the highlights. <laughs> no, I'll watch it. I have to watch it. Gotta watch it. Yeah. I want to watch it, but like I can't I can't be bothered. It's too early in the morning for me. Nah, that's fine. I mean, it's why it's still best for a minute, Kate. Yeah. Six AM Australia. I mean, that's, that's that bad. But... Yeah, wake up half. Wake up half past five. Has anyone got anything else they'd like to add on the uh, Vegas Grand Prix? Nope. No. Nah. I mean, it'd be good to go and see. Wouldn't it? Go gamble away all your money and then A large yeah, trip to Vegas watch their fun race. I'm sure it'll be expensive. Yeah, it's worth it. Would be. I was looking at like just just like going to Silverstone. No, bro, imagine how much place. money the hotels are making out of that. Like imagine like the rooms with like a, a view on the track. Um mm, there'll yeah. be thousands for a night. Nah, it'll be more than that. Like I'm like, how much yeah, like six digits. <laughs> I mean have you seen how much some of the uh, Monaco Grand Prix are? Gonna be yeah, this yeah. That. That's where I saw I saw like one for thirty grand, like looking on one of the official one sites for Monaco. Yeah, it's mad. Mm. For Monaco as well, like it's not great racing, is it? 
Nah, but no. like, you, you go to show off your, like, how rich you are, don't you? you don't yeah, exactly. Like, that's what it is. Just showing off the money. Yeah. It's a tough watch. Right then, so... Shall we move on to the next uh, old uh, talking point? Yeah. So I think that will be the IFC, won't it? Yeah. Yeah, probably. So, first thing I want to bring up is going into these final races of the season that we've got in a league where we've all met, um, we've got some very interesting championship battles. The uh, one that I really want to highlight is actually in one of the lower tiers, which we've got. I don't know if you you guys have noticed, um, but tier six, the top five in the Drivers' Championship are all separated by only 28 points between them. Well, let me get up. Yeah, that's going to be a cracker. You've got you got Westy on 125, uh, Jay Smags, Milky Walker, and Niall with chips for dinner as well. That is the top five in tier six. And Westy in first is on 125, and then chips for dinner and Niall are both on 97 points. Yeah. I think I need to get... It's not... I don't think I'm on the right standings yet. It's 110 for Westy. Yeah, um, oh, it's because the latest ones haven't been published. Alright, oh, I see. Uh, where's the standings? I can put it on the, on the podcast if you want. I'm showing it right now, but I'm showing the old ones. But yeah. It's fine. Can you show the latest ones, Keith, off the spreadsheet? Off the spreadsheet? I don't think I've got a spreadsheet. I'm one of those. That's fine. Microsoft people. I don't like using the gear. <laughs> Nah, I got, I, I'm not. I'm, I'm not uh, bad enough to pay for. I got a fee from my school. So, another thing that I want to mention is the there's quite a uh, close fight going on in the fourth tier as well of IFC. Um, so the in first. They're on 127 points, and in second, they're on 103 points. Yeah, the constructors is really close to that tier as well. What tier is this? Sorry, yeah, four points. Tier four. Yeah. So the the current standings, because obviously I did these the other day. So um, you've got Ferrari in first on 187 points in tier four. And then Alfa Romeo in fifth on 143 points. So that constructor standings, literally anyone from first to fifth could win that championship. I mean, that, that's impressive because I'm looking at the old standings. And Alfa Romeo in third and they're only yeah. two points ahead of Haas and McLaren. Like, it is, like, that's exactly what you want to see. So make sure everyone tune in to the IFC streams. See this amazingly close racing. Absolutely. Also, the uh, I can't keep. Sorry. No, I'm, I was just gonna say. I'm sure we need promotion this late into the uh, <laughs> into the podcast, don't we? The uh, final thing that I want to talk about, IFC related, is the battle going on in Tier One. Yeah. yeah. So. Obviously, championship leader at the moment is Carsey on 141 points. You've got Stonks in second on 127. You've got Aiden in third on 112. And then you've got a BC boy on 100 points. That is your top four. And in the constructors, the gap is 17 points between Mercedes and Alfa Romeo. So, the top four drivers are certainly going to be battling it out not only for the drivers' championship, but also for the constructors' championship. With how close it is for the top two. Yeah, I mean that, like the level of these drivers, because I can't. I'm not a good driver. I'm in tier three, but no tier two even. Jesus. Um, but like, how fast? 
knowing how fast Cass is and knowing how fast Aiden is, and to see how close they are at the pinnacle, like that is something amazing to watch in it. Like to and to be able to see from even just looking at the standings, to be able to see how close it is. I mean, hopefully this will be out there. The actual F1 ends. That would be nice, wouldn't it? Certainly would be. One can hope. Well, we're 13 races in into their one season so far. And we've I've just worked out we've had eight different race winners going into this weekend. Nearly half the grid. Huh. That's, yeah. That is unbelievable. <laughs> that is impressive. I mean, some of them are even reserves, though. <laughs> yeah, the first one was fourth. What was the first one now? Tundra. Yeah, it was, yeah. I remember now. I mean, like, when was the last time we saw something like that in F1? It was probably like 2012 or something, wasn't it? But, I mean, like, with how close it is this season, between, like, Red Bull and Ferrari, and then you've got all the other cars that are looking good as well, like Haas and your Alfa Romeo, which is really good attendance, to say, um, and your Mercedes as well, like, that could actually happen. But maybe not eight, but, like, you know what I mean? To see that again would be cool, I guess. Because <laughs> I've not seen that before. It's it's definitely been, I think, the best season yet for IFC and Tier 1. Mm. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's been so good. Yeah. That damn Dyrus. Always go and dominate in the championship. Can't leave anything for the rest of anyone, can he? But this season Across all tiers, though, really, I think we've had quite a competitive season. Mm. Let me have a look at the tier two. Tier three, we have um, Mins against Mazepin. Ignore the tier two because don't look at the constructor standings of the. I, tier I don't. Two. I don't know what the upgrade standings are, but um, in the older standings, um, Mazepin's leading by thirty-six points to Mins. Do you want me to just pull the latest ones up? Yeah, if you can, that'd be great. Yeah, Mazepin is currently... Mint did close the gap um, to 30 points going into the last three races of the season. Yeah. So there's still a possibility there. Yeah, it's also to play for. Can I just mention, obviously, um, <laughs> this is probably the most competitive Tier 3 field that we've had since... The first season, really. There's some top name drivers in there from previous seasons of IFC that have raced at quite a high level. So it's very surprising to see the likes of Nifty down in eleven. Yeah, and I mean, obviously, we know how good like Mint Elephant is as well. Like with all those reserves in tier two, probably doing better than me. And I was just looking at DNF eight times and in tier two, but like. These drivers, a lot of them are probably better than I am. Like, and I was the champion last season. And you look at this, and like, you could say like a quarter of the field are probably better than I am. Do you know what I mean? Like, that—that's kind of what you want to see. Like a constant improvement, a constant like raising of the level of it. I've just had a look, keep actually, about how much Mint Elephant has outscored you by this season. What would your prediction be? <laughs> Too much. 50 points. Jesus Christ. I keep on having good positions and then I just DNF. I was, I was leading Abu Dhabi. <laughs> I was leading Abu Dhabi. I was doing well in back. Actually, no, we didn't. What happened in Baku? Oh, well, I didn't race Baku, that's why. I DNF'd there. DNF'd there. Actually, no, I didn't DNF in Austria. I was off to a good result and then. I did something stupid. I DNF'd there. I DNF'd. I didn't do that. I'm not doing very well, am I? God damn no, it. you've not had the best of seasons at all, have you, Keep? Just keep on DNF'ing. <laughs> oh, Jesus. You scored over half of your points in the first three races of the season. Yeah. Actually, I've not scored since Austria. I've, I've, 
One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh my god. This, folks, is your tier three champion from last season. <laughs> and then you've got Oscar in fifth as well, who bowls championship leads. No, I've, so. I've only raced five races in tier two, and I'm fifth. I'll take that. Yeah, but Oscar, I'm talking about history, bud. Oh, bro. No, this fucking story about me bottling. I never bottled anything. I was always buying Jesper in that season. Season two. What was season two? Yeah. Yeah, but you, you bottled it, Oscar. If anything, Nifty broke my wing with final race. <laughs> well, that's it. Blame my You bottled it. I blame my teammate, yeah. Carried wasn't all your boss that season? Wasn't all your boss that season as well, Oscar? No, it was Ben. No, well, actually, it was Guy and Ben. It was me, Guy and Ben, I think. Oh, it's just, yeah, three of you. Wasn't Kilgore in charge for a bit as well? I, I don't think I was there when Joe was leader. Actually, no. No, I stayed in my character. No, I went, for, I went after a mayor. Oh, yeah, because yeah, you were you, you, uh, retired, didn't you? Yeah, after like two races got uh, GCSEs, yeah. I've retired now as well, so um, I won't be racing anymore this season. So, will you come back for, for the next season? I might do. Yeah. We need you back, Dan. Tier seven champion next season. Yeah, exactly. Just don't crash, like me. That's what I need to do. I need to not crash. Well, before this round, this was actually my highest scoring season in IFC. Oh. Hmm. So. Like, I just don't have the time anymore because of work, so. Yeah. I was thinking about this the other day, but it's, 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 it'll be interest, interesting to see how competitive the Grizz will be next season. Mm, I'm going to end up in tier 5, I'm telling you. <laughs> We'll all end up down there. <laughs> it's, it's, well, it's cross-platform, isn't it? Isn't it? So got yeah, that's what I was thinking also, like, if you think about this... I'm going to actually be tier 7. Like, everyone would be dropped, like... Not not everyone, but, like, you could be dropped, like, two tiers easily. I'm just mm. cross-play. Yeah, I mean, there's all these good players. Yeah, but then that that would make me as bad as Coppel. It would we'll drop Coppel, yeah, exactly. You think about this way, like, with, with, with crossplay coming in, like, our grids will be so competitive. Mm. And, like, because you think about this way, our tier, six, our tier 6 that season would be, like, our tier 3 this season. Well, if, if we do well, then. Yeah. Let's hope everyone just, just leaves, like, a good PC league. So, like, we're, serious, we're, we're better than ours, actually. <laughs> Well, it should be like esports. Like esports. Oh, maybe. No, but yeah. we're too good for esports. Let's be honest. Yeah, that's that's why we don't do it. Mm. We'll be on for we'll be on for the others. Yeah. Big secret cast is actually an IFC esports race. We just to make everyone feel better. We race all of the other ones. Wherever he's in, I can't remember. That doesn't make sense. On the subject of Formula One, I'm just scrolling through Instagram whilst we're on this podcast, and on the McLaren Instagram, there is a picture of Daniel Ricciardo sat in a Lego Formula One car. I've seen that. I've seen that. I like how we had to change the subject back back to Formula One on our Formula One podcast, but yeah, I've seen that. (laughs) Must have took long. It's the upgrades I've been talking about, isn't it? It's definitely faster than the other car. It's not hard, but is it? Mm. Yeah, definitely. Oh, we're talking about other cars and upgrades. We haven't talked about the Mercedes upgrades coming in for this weekend, have we? Jesus. We're going to have to cut out like half of this rambling that we've just had, aren't we? (laughs) We're going to include that. No, but, um. Yeah. Was it a floor upgrade, right? Something like that. Hold up, let me get off. I had it somewhere. Um, I'll just reload my Instagram and there's the 
as in the McLaren F1 car. Bro, I can't find it. Um. Yeah, rear wing. The rear wing, I'm sorry, I'm good, yeah. They're needing that, aren't so on So, I'm having three packages. One's coming in now, one's coming in Barcelona. And I don't know when the third one's coming, but... Yeah. And do we reckon that Mercedes will be back to the top? No. Or like near the top? No. Or like at least... I think, I think they'll get closer, but I don't think they'll be at the top. I, I think, think they'll like... They'll be fighting with the other two. It'll be like... I, I reckon like by the time they get most of the packages, it'll be like Red One Ferrari at the top. A few like... Like a, a little a few, uh, a little bit lower down we have Mercedes, a little bit lower down just have the like the rest. Like I, I reckon I reckon we just be like by themselves most of the race. That's what it should be. Mercedes should burn. Right. I hate them. Yeah. They'll be they'll, they'll be too slow for like the top cars, but like too fast for like midfield cars. And that's the worst place to be in exactly just you boring, don't have any yeah. T V coverage. Is, is it, yeah. <laughs> It'll be like no, it'll, be, it'll, be, it'll be like Red Bull a few years ago. It was just Ferrari and Merck at the top with mm. Fettel and Hamilton. Yeah. Now nah, like, they're so far, like at the moment, they're so far ahead of everybody else, but they're so far behind Red Bull and Mercedes. Exactly. Like, they're not getting any TV coverage. All the sponsors must be killing them. They just like, make a worse car. You clearly can't make a good yeah. one this season, so just make it worse. I was actually yeah. thinking like, this the other day also. Like, surely, like sponsors would like rather go to like if rather go to like Haas on like a midfield car because like. More like it's more, more like it's a crash or like I don't know. Yeah, do I mean, something. That's, such, that's still such a weird thing for you to say. You have a midfield team. It still, <laughs> yeah, still confuses me. But like, but yeah, I think absolutely. Like, but at the same time, you, you, your your sponsors being wrecked and crashed at the same time. If you think about it that way. Mm. So I don't know. But I mean, it'll get more coverage. Yeah. Exactly. And that's what the sponsors care about. Exactly. I mean, it's not any ourselves making the merch terrible, is it? Yeah. Blame on Massey or something like most of the merch fans do. Yeah. Um, I think it's time for our Australian GP predictions. Ooh. Um. So, who um podium? What do we think? Magnus I think it's going to be a Ferrari one too. Nah, Magnussen's winning. I I'm think. Say this every time. Um, I think Leclerc will win from signs, and then it will be in P3. I think. I think Perez will come home in P3. I I I agree, I agree with the same three drivers. Oh, so sorry, not actually. Sorry, I think Verstappen will win. With mm. Leclerc and then Perez, because as we said, the four straights, and we and we have seen Red Bull's um, engine power in Saudi Arabia. They definitely have the straight line speed of the Ferrari. Will they last though? That's the question. Yeah, I actually I don't know. I don't think the reliability is that bad. Like it might just be a one-off because it was first 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 race of the now, season. Now all of them have like DNF before doing like sixty laps. Or like, uh, I guess not. Sonoda's, Sonoda's lasted for a little bit longer, and then DNF was before the start of Jeddah. Well, yeah, as I said, like in Jeddah, we did see like Red Bull having the straight line speed over Ferrari, and with mm -hmm. this new track having what four DRS straights. Yeah, like the flow, I think it definitely suits Red Bull's car this year, and it's yeah, yeah, like I still the, think of Red yeah. Bull as being the downforce car, the good in the slow. Which is kind of funny because it used to be used to be Ferrari with a straight line speed, and Red Bull mm -hmm. known as like the the, the downforce. Car, but yeah, it's still weird for me to think about. <laughs> it's, it's, like yeah, that, it's, it literally is like the complete opposite now. But yeah, I think Mercedes are going to struggle again though because this again it, it's the straight line and that's what they've been struggling with. But I don't know, maybe the upgrades will help with the straight line. Maybe the reducing downforce just so that they can get some half decent straight line speed. Yeah. What about you, Tango? What do you think? I think. Leclerc and Max will come together. Um, no bad shot. Yeah. Turn Carlos one. will win. Maybe. Yeah. Michael Carlos, Sergio, and then George. George. Sort of podium. Yeah. Magnussen. We need Magnussen. Alfa Tauri might do well with that. With that. Well, it's not, it's not a Honda engine, but um, 
well, for Red Bull Power Train Engine. Hmm. They've had some bad luck already this season. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think the car... Actually, no, the car doesn't look as good as it did last season, did it? Like, last season's car was actually pretty fast on its day. It's just... They're just, yeah. just unlucky this season. season. <laughs> nah, because in qualifying, like, that wasn't unlucky that Gasly didn't set an amazing lap. Like, last last uh, season, he was, like, pretty consistently in the top six. And now this season, he's not. I can't remember where he qualified, but he's not anywhere near where he was. But, I mean, he, I think he still gets some decent results. I think he's an amazing driver. It's not like something you can't miss more than, is it? Yeah. Like a podium, I mean. <clears throat> I think that's everything for tonight, isn't it, boys? Yeah. Yeah, probably. Okay, there is. Well, um, thank you everyone for listening today to episode 5, is it, was it? Yeah. Of uh, Race Mission's podcast. We'll be back again in the next few weeks after Australia and before Barcelona, no, Imola. Yeah, yep, there's Imola next. So yeah, thank, thank you very much and have a good one. Bye.